first down. Fires wide. Juan Daniels, touchdown, Georgia. This is your favorite receiver, Juan Daniels, and you're listening to the DGD Podcast with my man, Robert Reynolds. Go Dawgs! Well, oh well. What a damn week it has been. As always, welcome to the DGD Podcast, the NCDGD himself, Robert Reynolds. Look, I'm going to even I'm just going to go jump right into this. Uh, Bear Alexander commits to Georgia or recommits, I should say, right before we go on live. So, uh, spoiler alert: if you haven't seen 24/7 or social media, uh, and you're tuning in, uh, there you go. Uh, obviously, we'll talk a little bit about more uh, Georgia recruiting here uh, coming up. Uh, a lot of things happened last week uh, that we're going to talk about. Georgia's on a bye week. Uh, so it gives us a lot of time to reflect on things, uh, and, and we'll do that. Uh, Juan Daniels will be on shortly, uh, but let's jump right in. Uh, first things first, the DGD podcast is brought to you by La Terrain Watches. Great uh, great watches, affordable prices, Atlas, all black. Love that damn thing. Get it while you can. Very limited supply right now. Uh, great comfort. Things like that. Look, they got uh, they got sunglasses as well, other accessories. Hop on it. Use code DGD at checkout to get 10% off your purchase. And that is la-terrain.com. I'll spell it out for those listening. La-t-o-u-r-a-i-n-e.com. And then use code DGD at checkout for 10% off. Let's jump right into the brigade first. Tanil Calvino jumps in before the show even got really kicking off and told me, Bear recommitted to Georgia. Thanks, Tanil. And KTG, just saying, yes, sir. How's everybody doing? Let's talk recruiting, guys. Let's talk recruiting first. Um, obviously, a big week in, you know, in the state of recruiting right now. Uh, you know, obviously, with, with the news about Bear, uh, let's kind of backtrack just a little bit, right? As you can see, we have the chain on. Uh, obviously, with all the commits going on, flip season. I love my damn pancakes because it is flip season. I love them. I love it, love it, love it. Anyways, you know, started off Luther Burden, makes his commitment, chooses Missouri uh, over Georgia and Alabama. You know, and, and really, to me, I think that was more of a, you know, we could have used him for sure. But I also think that, you know, with what we have in Cole Spear, uh, you know, that's a name that might not a lot of people might realize. Cole Spear and um, Dylan Bell as well. Uh, I think you're going to see our receiving core be just fine. Uh, Patrick Oliver says that makes 21 commits. Yes, that is 21 commits with Bears recommitment. Um, you know, that's a great seat. You know, and also bumps up uh, over Alabama now. Uh, obviously, the season, you know, it's still young when it comes to recruiting. Uh, commitment uh, recruits never stop. Recruiting never stops until the, uh, well, not even anymore, uh, you know, with everything going on. But jo look, Georgia's picked up a ton of recruiting, right? Looking at J uh, Jaheim Singletary might be even uh, close. He just announced on his uh, Twitter uh, that if he gets to 20K on Instagram, he'll make a commitment edit. Uh, commitment edit. Wow. Or, or a note or something. Lots of lots going on right now. And, and I think it's really a rush to the races. Uh, for spots for Georgia, um, you, you, it's wild to think this, but you know, Michael Williams flipping uh, yesterday, 
that was big news. Um, let's be honest here. Uh, as Gator haters, uh, Shamar James decommitting from Florida, their top-ranked commit decommits uh, right after a visit to Georgia. Coincidence? I don't think so. I don't think so at all. Uh, we'll talk about Florida a little bit later. Um, let's just say it's not going to be uh, pleasant if you are a Gator fan listening, so just prepare yourself. Uh, you know, obviously, Georgia is recruiting a lot right now. The momentum and the fact that we're on a bye week, I think you're going to see all the guys go in and just be relentless on the recruiting drill. I think that's just what's going to happen. You know, so <clears throat> who knows what to expect? All I'm going to say, buckle up. Uh, it's going to be interesting for damn sure. It's really going to be interesting. Uh, but let's go ahead and kind of reflect here uh, on on Georgia's game against Kentucky. I think that was a great game. I really do. So we'll talk a little bit about Kentucky real quick. <clears throat> great offensive game plan. Uh, really great offensive game plan. Uh, probably the best that Georgia's seen yet. And that's a testament to say that I, I feel that pretty comfortable with what we're expecting for the rest of the regular season. Uh, you know, obviously going to the SEC championship, uh, championship game could be a little bit different here. But nonetheless, I also think, you know, I, I think we've set ourselves up and control our own fate for damn sure. Uh, you know, with all the chaos going on, hell, uh, Coastal Carolina went and lost in Boone last night uh, for those watching. So <clears throat> anything can happen in this year. Georgia just needs to go in and take care of business. They do this uh, against Kentucky. And you look at 30-13, to 13, uh, I had called 30-10, so I was kind of upset. But at the same time, I've been pretty close to it. So I'm not going to be mad with those predictions. Tanil says it's a roller coaster. Down with Burden News, up with Michael, down with Milton, now up with Big Bear. Yeah, also, Kendall Milton uh, suffered a knee injury. Uh, he should, he will be out a few weeks. I don't know how long exactly. Uh, so, you know, obviously hope that he gets well uh, and back and ready to go. So that's thanks to Neil for bringing that up. Um, other than that, though, you know, I look at – I saw a lot of debatable topics here from the Kentucky game. And I want to turn to the brigade here. So I want to, I want your thoughts on the on Stoops' call to call the timeout. Um, I want to give I want to give them some time. I'm going to give the brigade some time uh, to you know to bring it up and see what they think here. Uh, you know, was it the right call for Stoops to call that timeout and score with less than 10 seconds left? Uh, let me know what you think. Uh, I want to get that question out there. Uh, if, and while filibuster just a little bit. Uh, if you do not know what I'm talking about when I say the brigade or the Bones Brigade, that is the live chat section uh, of the show. So if you want to join that, make sure you join the YouTube channel uh, and hop in the comments. Uh, you can also do it on Facebook, too, uh, as in KTG and Patrick Oliver. But, uh, you know, obviously, as as people start popping in, um, you know, I'm going to read another comment here from Patrick. Darnell looked good against UK, ready for Pickens to be back as well. Yes. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, looking at that right there, I think, you know, is it crazy to think that Pickens could be back for Florida? Maybe. But he's doing well in his recovery. Uh, you know, he hasn't been cleared yet. Look, I think it's only a matter of time before he gets cleared. And when he gets cleared, it's going to be bad. for, And I mean bad for everybody else. Because Georgia, so far through seven games, has dominated with some craziness going on. Right, and we'll talk a little bit about this. Uh, 
here now, actually. We'll do that. You know, looking through first seven games, I want to say six points per game average, 6.6, I think it is, through seven games. Uh, 62 rushing yards a game. You held the SEC leading rusher to seven yards. Chris Rodriguez was held to seven yards rushing Saturday. That's insane. That is absolutely insane. Um, you know, this defense, in my opinion, could go down in history as one of the best ever, um, st- at least statistically. But honestly, even through the eye test, just the eye test alone, um, you know, obviously, I think Georgia has to win the national title to be considered for that. But if if that's the case and Georgia does indeed win a national title, that will definitely have to become an argument. Um, it, it's just bound to. It's just bound to. And. One of the things that I really think this defense is benefiting from is a player like Jordan Davis, uh, JD2NYC, hashtag that up, let's go. Um, look, I think you could legitimately say that, you know, I don't see it happening, but I think there's a legitimate can- uh, a, a Heisman candidacy uh, argument for Jordan Davis. I really do. And you're starting to see that around the, a lot of the Georgia beats, uh, the media, you know, Feinbaum even said it, like, it makes too much sense to me. Best player on the best team in the face of the program, especially on the defense, is Jordan Davis. And, and you know, people want to sit there and push stats out there, right? It's more It's more than stats. It's more. It's, it's how important are you, right? And I think this is where people need to really understand and come to an agreement on what the Heisman means. Like what is the Heisman? How do you win the Heisman? Is it, is it a statistical award? Because it seems to be. It damn sure seems to be, at least in recent uh, in recent years. Because most of the time it's been quarterbacks. But they're not even on the best team. What what does the, what does it mean? What does the Heisman Trophy mean? What is it? What, how, how do you get it? Is it statistics? Is it importance? Because if it's importance, you cannot sit here and argue that Jordan Davis is one of the most important players in America, especially on Georgia. And he's on the best team. I'm really curious to see how they how they look at that. And it wouldn't surprise me to see it go to a guy like Spencer uh, uh, Riddler, or what's his name, Riddler from uh, Cincinnati. You might even – hell, Caleb Williams has been even talked about that. I don't believe that. It's way too damn late in the season. You never know. No, no one knows with the Heisman stuff. So no one knows. But is, is it difficult for – is it difficult for a defensive line to do it? Absolutely. I don't think it happens. He just doesn't play enough. And the crazy thing is, is because you don't need him on third downs. You don't. I want to say he gets about 25, 35 snaps a game, I think. And most all of them are, what, first and second down? But he absolutely dominates on first down and second down. You have two to three guys blocking him every single play that he's on the field. You can't run on Georgia, and it starts up front with him. There's a reason why you're seeing averaging 62 yards. Chris Rodriguez, six, uh, seven yards. It starts with Jordan Davis. It allows guys like N'Kobe Dean, Channing Tindall, to run free, untouched, all the time. All the time. Green Soldier says, yo, 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 yo. Uh, hope everybody is having a great day so far. Um but obviously, like I said, you know, there's that case for Jordan Davis to be made a Heisman. I'll, if I had my chance, I would. 
I, th- I think the Heisman should be the best player on the best team. And it's like an MVP award, I would think. You got the Maxwell if you want to do a quarterback award. Uh, yeah, Patrick, Patrick says his mini-me is pretty damn good, referring to uh, Jalen Carter. Yeah, dude, is fucking del- it's fucking – it's amazing. It's just downright scary. It really is. And, and and Green Soldier here also brings up a great point about Jordan Davis. He represents a selflessness on the defense. He averages two blockers every snap. Yeah, you, you can't guard the guy. You really can't. You can't. It, it's scary. Just go back and watch his tape. I'm going to give a shout-out to Brooks Austin. His film studies, ridiculous, lovely. Go back and watch his go, – go to his YouTube channel. Brooks Austin, find his Jordan tape, Jordan Davis film study. Watch it, and you will understand what I'm talking about. He's unblockable, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's how important he is. It really is important. Also, real fast, we have Juan Daniels waiting, but we're going to talk about – the Veterans Day show, November 5th, noon. Obviously, I will not be here. I'll be on vacation, uh, basically talk, uh, for Veterans Day. So I'm going to do it the week of, so November 5th, that Friday. Uh, Veterans Day, looking to have a great time talking some football and military stories. So tune into that. I'm looking forward to it. That is November 5th at noon. And now we have... Mr. Juan Daniels himself, welcome, sir. Hey, How are what's you? going on? Go dogs! Go dogs! Go dogs! I've, I've seen that tweet so many damn times this week. It's, it's, I'm loving it. I, I need it in, injected into my veins. It's, <laughs> ooh, the chain. It's, I don't. My neck's getting tired, man. This chain's staying on. So it's, 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 it's been an awesome, awesome, awesome week. Awesome. I know. Week. I, look, everybody. You know, you can point to you know Missouri with with burden, right? Uh, but that kind of triggered this momentum recruiting. Uh, I, I love saying this, and, and you can you can argue till the cows come home on this one. Kirby Smart is a momentum recruiter, and so is Georgia, and it's no question about it. And this is an example right here. We can go back through history, but this is momentum recruiting, if you ask me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're absolutely right. I mean, the 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 train is rolling. Uh, I am um, in, in a group on on, on Facebook. And uh, somebody had asked um, uh, the nylon, they're like, hey, man, what's going on? And, and, and he's just basically like, hey, everybody wants to be a dog. And right now, uh, everybody wants to be a dog. And that's a great, great thing happening. Oh, absolutely. You, I, you know, I think there's a race to the finish, in my opinion, because you, you look at the product that George is putting out. And, and while you were uh, coming on, I was just going through some stats through the first seven games, you know, and, and a little bit about Kentucky, you know. Look, giving up six and a half, six about six point six uh, points per game through seven games, uh, holding Chris Rodriguez to the SEC leading rusher to seven yards total. That right there is just a testament to how how dominant of a defense you're seeing. Add that to the efficiency on the offense. Look, this is something in my lifetime that I've never seen. We may be watching some work right in front of our eyes. Just soak it in. That's all I'm saying. Just soak it in. 
Yeah. And, 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 and like you said, you haven't seen it, but I have, you know, we're going back to that, uh, those 1980s, you know, and, and you just talk about Irk Russell and those junkyard dogs and, 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 and just the, the atmosphere and, and, and everything right now. So as, as a Georgia fan, you know, I, I, my, my heart's starting to flutter, you know, it's just, I'm just getting that, just that type of excitement. Like we've been here before and, and, and I think it's about to happen again. Uh, we've got a special, special group of, 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 of players this year. And, and, and it's finally here where these guys, they, they love each other. Um, I, I saw another post where somebody was like, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm praying that no one gets in trouble this weekend on the, on the off weekend. Nothing, no one does anything crazy. This team is different. I don't have that fear of, of, of our players going out there and, and, and celebrating and, 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 and being on a, the, the, this, this crazy role and being, being excited and yet going out there doing something, you know, that, that that's going to hurt the team. These guys love each other. You've got Dean, you've got Jordan Davis that probably uh, are, are more of a, 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 take more of a leadership role than the coaches do. You know, th those guys, you know, if, if, if I'm a Georgia player, those are two guys I'm going to fear. And if they tell me to do something, I'm going to do it. If they tell me, hey, go out and enjoy yourself this weekend, but don't do anything stupid because we've got something great going on, I'm going to do it. So it's just a different vibe. We're just in a, in a different place. And, and it, is, it, is, it is very exciting. It, I, I think you've mentioned a great point here. And I think you look at the, the leaders of this team. You know, you look at, you know, obviously JT, in my opinion, leading the offense. I think you see a lot of his character. Uh, form of leadership as well and you know it, it all starts in the off it all started to be in the off season right with you know leading in from that Cincinnati win right everybody's on a, a high more high and then you start to see guys come back right you see Jordan Davis and Devontae Wyatt you see Zeus and James Cook you know all these guys coming back to me that was when it started to really click that hey look these guys are buying in to what they're trying to do you know they talk about the revenge tour right bring it back you, you know, when you see these guys coming back and making this commitment to come back and then it transfers, you know, obviously the, you know, over the break, you see JT take out a bunch of receivers to California. You see things like that. And to me, you know, a reflection throughout this whole offseason into, uh, you know, to where we are right now. I, I think it started there and it just built and it just, you know, avalanche guys policing themselves, not doing stupid things. This time last year, you know, we had LeCount get hurt. A uh, bunch of guys got hurt. So we're fortunate not to have that many injuries, even though we're still banged up. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like last year with, with the uh, motorcycle injury, things like that, seeing that stuff. And to me, that matters. I, I think that's a guy understanding what they need to do. They're locked in, no questions asked. They, they take care of business every single game. They're going to handle the bye week like champions. Come back, look. You get to you get to demolish Florida and embarrass Florida next week. Which yeah. We're going to have some fun yeah. talking about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, with, look, Florida's licking their wounds right now when they shouldn't have even had any from LSU. <laughs> gave up two hundred eighty-six yards, I think. To uh, Price Davis. Yes, yes, they did. That yes, is did. rough. That is rough. But. You know, all of that kind of trickles into the domination we're seeing. Those guys come back. Jordan Davis, Devontae Wyatt are playing lights out. Everybody knew Jordan Davis was going to be an impact player. Devontae Wyatt tries to one-up him. And then yeah. you look at, you know, uh, Zeus playing, running lights out, physical, uh, elusive, right, things like that. James Cook running a lot better. 
So these guys came back and they're and they're playing with a vengeance. And to me, as a Georgia fan, I'm loving every bit of it. Yes, yes, indeed, yes, indeed. It, it, it's 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 you know it, it's exciting times, um, and 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 I really feel like that you know they're going to go have an opportunity to just kind of heal, rest up. You know, there there's rumblings of Pickens coming back into the fold, um, and and so you know those those are things you know you've got J T Daniels with an additional week to um you know to to heal and just to do some different things and then of course those guys have an opportunity to bond um it, things can only go up uh, uh from here absolutely i, I want to it looks like uh somebody said you finally rolled out of bed yeah uh, i don't know who yeah. it was um however it's a, it's a facebook you actually just came from the hair salon so i don't uh, not really sure where they got that from but <laughs> hey you know what i mean look you roll out of bed too late, man. You're going to be missing some go dogs tweets and things yeah, like that in recruiting. Look, which brings me to my question here from the brigade. Green Soldier asks, "Where are we at class ranking now, uh, with Bear uh, and Michael Williams coming back into the class, or Bear coming back in and Michael committing to Georgia?" Uh, right now, for the composite rankings, uh, Green, uh, we are first. Uh, I want to say about 292 points compared to 287 for Bama. Uh, although Bama does have a few recruits less. Um, nonetheless, we're still number one right now. Look, I don't think it's ending soon. I think you're about to see fireworks just popping off, right, with some huge names coming down the track. Um, but we'll wait and see what happens. And while we wait, I am all for that because right now I, I, Georgia's playing lights out. There are, there's no question. I was about to say arguably. There is no argument here. Georgia is the best country or best team in the country right now. Uh, so, you know, when it comes to recruiting – Production speaks for itself. People come to Athens, see the defense play lights out, see receivers getting getting passes thrown all their way all the time. Brock Bowers, Darnell leaping people, like hurdling people. Why would you not want to play at Georgia right now? And I think you're starting to see that. Um, you know, but Juan, I want to ask you here with with Michael and Bear now. to Georgia, uh, from your opinion. Okay, say, say it again. You, you cut out. Sorry. Oh, sorry. So with Juan, uh, well, sorry, Juan, with Michael Williams and, and Bear now in the fold for the defensive line, add that to Tyree West, Darius Smith. You know, obviously what we're seeing on defense now is going to look different because well, you, you can't really replicate Jordan Davis's size. Um, you know, but what do those guys bring to the offensive line in the years to come? What well, I mean, it, on that? You know, we, we have a situation where it, it, we're not going to have to rebuild. We're reloading. Um, and, and, and for them to come in, they're going to have to go. And, and, and who doesn't want to come to Georgia to, to uh, compete for a spot? And so in order to co compete, you're going to have to go against the best of the best. And so, you know, you're going to have good on good. And they're only going to make each other better. Um, and, and it's going to be scary for, for a lot of these opposing offenses. I mean, even if they are struggling and having difficulty with our, our line now, again, you've got some guys that are coming in that are going to be just as hungry. They want what every kid that goes to college wants. They want a championship. Um, and uh, what, what better place to go for a championship uh, run than to, than to go to Georgia? So what they're going to add is, again, they're going to add that depth that um that that we've been needing for years and years just like our quarterback situation i mean we have a great great problem at, at, at quarterback we have depth like like 
any other. I mean, anytime that, you know, your, your, your number one guy's out, we all thought it was going to be Carson Beck, let's be honest. And, uh, but then you've got, you know, then, then you've got uh, Stetson that, that, that comes in. And that's not to say that Carson Beck is just not as good, you know, is not as good. However, if, 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 if Stetson goes down, we do have Carson Beck and we've got other guys that are waiting in the fold. And so that's what the defensive line is basically going to provide for us, you know, th- throughout the years to come. Yeah, uh, you know, looking at that right here, I think these guys are also seeing the ability to play early, even with as much talent as we have in the defensive line room. Kirby Smart's willingness to rotate guys in constantly um, and and the quality depth that we have, you know, like you put in Jalen Carter, Jalen Carter starts anywhere in the country, but he's backing up somebody at Georgia and that obviously backing up Jordan Davis. However, Next year when Davis is gone, I don't see if you really miss a beat. A little bit, I think, just because you can't replicate that size and athleticism of Jordan Davis, that 340, 350 pounds moving that fast. You absolutely can't can't, find somebody like that. But I'll be damned if I don't want Jalen Carter on my team because I've watched him get blocked or block three people at one time. Yeah. Plus and double teams himself. Yeah. So, yeah, you bring in Bear Alexander, right? You look at Bear Bear Alexander – you know, transfers to IMG, which look, I'm just saying IMG, when he moved, when he transferred to play at IMG, I felt great about Georgia's chances. Georgia has a great track record with IMG. Kind of writing on the wall to me, but obviously with, with the kind of guy like that right there, you never know. Obviously now we know that he is with Georgia, but I think he brings in that kind of presence that you need for a true nose tackle, right? You look at Darius Smith, more of your Adam Anderson edge type, Right, real lanky, six six, kind of two twenty five or something like that. I probably project him probably about two thirty or so, and just rushing off the edge or three like a, a in technique, you know, um, you know. But obviously, you look at you know Devonte White will be gone, right? Jalen Carter will be there. Uh, I'm ready for Notorious Tid. I can't <laughs> wait to see what he's about. I loved watching him, uh, watching his tape before he committed and everything and signed. George is in a good place. And, you know, you're going to look all these guys on the defense. I, I have a feeling about there's no doubt about it. All these guys we're watching on this defense are going to get drafted or they're going to play in the NFL. With that being said, recruits know that, too. Come in, play your, you know, play your role, get drafted. And, and I think Georgia's starting to turn that corner where, you know, in the years past, D-line didn't really get drafted. They really didn't. There's no argument to me how how Jordan Davis is playing. There's no reason to believe that he's not a first round pick, if not early first round pick. How right, he's just that right. impactful. He 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 literally takes two blockers, and that and the defensive nightmare or the offensive nightmares that that causes. NFL NFL scouts have to be salivating over that. They look at Nicobe Dean salivating over his instincts and speed. Channing Tindall speed instincts. All this stuff seen coverage hitting. All this stuff that we're seeing, there's the NFL scouts are seeing the same thing and then some. But recruits see this as a chance to come in and, and make their impact. There's a chance you can see Malachi's or Malachi Stars come in and start as a freshman at safety. Yeah, tell that, I mean, tell what, that to what, recruit, why would you not want to come in and play for Georgia at that point? Yeah, well, we'll look at it. I mean, what was the biggest question uh, on on Georgia's defense coming into this year? And it was the secondary, and the secondary has played lights out. And, uh, you know, you, you, you graduate a lot of people and you're thinking, OK, well, we're going to have to rebuild or we're just going to have to make some things happen. And no, those guys stepped up 
this year and, and, and they've done an unbelievable, amazing job. So again, like the Malachi Starks of the world is looking at it, at looking at it like, man, I, I would love to have the opportunity to, to, to come in there and play. You look at, um, you know, the, the other, uh, uh, Denylon. Denylon is looking as a receiver to say, man, like, you know, you got Brock Bowers that came in there and played as a freshman. You've got, you know, McConkey who, who, who's going in there, he's playing. And you've got these other guys that, you know, and you never know, you're going to have injuries and things are going to happen. But if, if, if I go there, I have an opportunity to, to, to play and to contribute early. Why would you not want to? Plus, again, you're playing on the, on the biggest and best team, you know, uh, 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 in the country right now. Like I, mm-hmm. there is no question the university of Georgia Bulldogs are the best teams p- t- team hands down. And, and, you know, you hate to have, you know, have this old adage, but you know, the only team that can really beat them or match up with them is themselves. And that's it. Yeah. I mean, I mean you're if, not wrong. If, if you're if not they, wrong at if, all. Yeah. If, if they lose a, a game or if, if something happens or they to play bad, it, it, it's on them. But what I love about the first half and, you know, going into this bye week is there has been no question. There is no doubt. There's not a team that can look and say, man, we had an opportunity to beat them and we just didn't do it. This isn't a, a Florida, Alabama situation or anything like that. It has been clear cut. No doubt. You pretty much got ran over. And that's that. And I love it. Absolutely love it. I mean, obviously, there's a reason why, you know, unanimous number one team right now. And to your point, you know, obviously, I think you have to look at what we what lies ahead. Right. You look at a Florida team. Anything can happen in the cocktail party. You know this because you've played there, watching it enough. You just kind of know that it's crazy game. Anything can happen, especially around Halloween time. Look, the heebie-jeebies, voodoo stuff. You know, that's (laughs) just real. Okay, that's real. Um, You know, but you look at this Florida team and look, Florida's down. And, And I was actually talking to some people earlier today. What is it, me? Or is it crazy to believe that Florida has, with, with Dan Mullen there, and what was per, tra- perfect transition to this, is it me or Florida seems to be kind of trending like the old Mississippi State when he was there? Say that again. Say it one more time. So with Florida, you know, I, I think we handle Florida in the cocktail party. But to me, it seems like Florida has trended back into a situation where they look to be like a Mississippi State when Mullen was there coaching Mississippi State. Yeah. And it's not the Florida of old that we're used to. Florida, in my opinion, Florida should be way ahead of where they are right now. They should not be doing that, giving up 280 some yards to one guy on offense or on defense. They're they're recruiting. Like there's so much going on right now that just you could tell Florida's down. So Georgia, Georgia's going to, let's just say, Georgia's going to kick Florida's ass in the cocktail party. If I'm wrong, somebody put this on the, on Twitter, social media. I don't care, but they're, Florida is not in a good spot right now. And I think that's a testament to really the coaching there with Dan Mullen. Well, it's um, Florida's lost its dominance. And I'll say that because, you know, you've got a Kentucky team that comes in and, you know, uh, for I think it's been since 86, Florida has owned Kentucky. I mean, it was just an automatic given. And the fact that Kentucky came out there and, and beat them. Not only did they beat them, they absolutely smoked LSU. LSU turned around and beats Florida. And so Florida is they're reeling right now. And 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 the best thing that we could do as as a Georgia Bulldog team is to absolutely obliterate them. I mean, we do not want them to even have an a, a thought of them having a chance to come and, and and upset us and you know have this like this miracle in the swamp. 
we need to absolutely just obliterate them. And and, and I know that that's going to happen. I mean, I'm with you 100 percent. I think the way you know, and, and look, there's a reason why we're as confident as we are. If you're watching this or you're listening to this, it's, it's because one Kirby Smart won't let what happened last year happen again. It's just not in his blood. It, you you've played with him. You know how serious he takes these rivalry games. He he takes them to heart. So when he got beat last year, I guarantee you he sets a statement, makes a statement against Florida. I, I, it's coming, and there's no question about it. Um, you know, I don't see Georgia letting off the gas at all, at all against the in the yep. cocktail party. I don't see it. Which honestly, I haven't saw that much at all uh, this year, really. Um, you know, you even look to turn to see more run game, but it's still effective and we're rushing and we're pushing the field, killing the clock and really scoring even when we're just running. Uh, you know, you look at Auburn, we were still able to score when they knew that it was coming. They couldn't stop it. Yeah. Which, so, you know, you can people can say the conservative, you know, conservatism uh, is still there. But it also eliminates, for the most part, the risk of injuring your quarterback. And you know, star play. Not saying that it, you know what I mean. But yeah. When you have oh, four yeah. running backs as well, why not use them? Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. But I, I like. Um, I'm. I'm looking here. What What Trip said. Trip says, you know, 51 to 17 dogs, and and he he's being he's being generous. I, I don't. I, was, I don't I think was thinking the same thing. I, I'm gonna go maybe. I, I'd go like 58 to three. You know, something like that. I, I think this is going to be because, you know, Kirk Kirby was with was there with me for those times that we were, you know, we were plagued by Florida. And I think I want to say his senior year, maybe, um, you know, they finally beat Florida in in, in Jacksonville. But, um, you know, we, we were on the uh, on the ends of some just some absolute beatdowns. And so, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with Trip. I just think that it's going to be just a little bit more drastic than a 51 to 17. I just I think it's going to be an absolute just hammering. You look at what Georgia can do defensively. You stop the run game. What is Florida's strengths on offense? A running quarterback. Yeah. They can't pass. They, they're not really that great with passing deep. Uh, Emory Jones especially. I'm more worried about AR-15. Yeah, he's he's tough. He's he's that, good. That kid, that kid is an athlete, and that kid, that kid's not scared to throw the ball deep. Yeah. So yeah, he, he he got um, you know, he he had a tough time last week. He got benched a couple, you know, benched one time, you know, for 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 throwing picks. But again, then he comes back in there and he's leading his team down the field. So, um, you know, it, it, it's like I said, he he is definitely one of those guys that you know, you know, you have to watch out for but he hadn't seen our defense it's it's these guys that are these mobile guys like the like 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 levis of of last week and you know you got jefferson you know all of these guys they you know again it, it's all fun and games until you know as trip say you get donkey punched <laughs> you know it's all fun and games until you know you get absolutely you get hammered and and and, and they just you know you you can see it on film but you just can't prepare for it. You do not have the scout defense. You don't have your regular first string defense that's going to prepare you for what you're about to face with the Georgia defense. I, you know, looking at Trip here, I, I couldn't help, I couldn't help but laugh. Trip, thank you for that. But that's probably the best. That's probably the best way to put it. Uh, 
what we're expecting on the, you know, on the cocktail party when it comes uh, in nine days or, you know, next weekend. Uh, but enough about the cocktail party. Let's let's talk about Tennessee. Let's talk about Tennessee. Right. Let's look. I'm telling you right now, and I want to hear your thoughts on this, too. Uh, the whole trash thing. Right. The whole throwing trash into the stands or from the stands to the field. To me, it overshadowed what was a great game. And not enough people are talking about how good the game was. I understand what caused the trash, right? I understand it was kind of a buildup to it, right? Which everybody knows that this year, I mean, not just this year, but really on display this year, the SEC officiating crews are, are trash, literally, like figuratively speaking here, right? Um, it's, it, they're, they're not good. It's, it's inconsistent, bad calling, no calls, right? Be consistent. I would rather you be consistently bad than be so inconsistent. You know what I mean? Because you can you can adapt to the instability, or you know what I mean the the uh, the no calls, or you know the calls all the time. You can adjust to that, but when you're hit and miss, that's when it just be you know blows over. Uh, you know, and look, I want to say from a dog fan, I'm going to be take my hat off. I'm taking my G hat off. I'm sorry to the Tennessee fans that are the good Tennessee fans because they because the people there Saturday the students and whoever decided to throw shit onto the field, they're making you look bad. I understand you're loyal to your team. I'm, I respect it. And I'm, and I apologize for those people to do that. And this is coming from a Georgia fan because Tennessee, fa- the good Tennessee fans deserve better than that. They, they really do. Uh, whatever, whatever, that whatever happens Saturday, golf balls, mustard, can like, whatever, like it can be joked about. But it's uncalled. It's it's inexcusable for those people to do what they do. And and real the real Tennessee fans, the loyal, faithful, good fans, deserve way better than that. They they just do, because you took because you overshadowed. You know their their actions overshadowed a great game all the way up until the end of the game, a completely great game, and you just overshadowed with your classlessness. So I apologize to the good Tennessee fans out there. Because yeah. you deserve better. Yeah, and 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 you're right. And and I've played in in Neyland Stadium, um, you know, and and I've just played. You know, Tennessee fans number one are are, are one of the most loyal group of fans. Um, first and foremost, they're loud. They are um, a, a, a a proud group. One one of the things that uh, you know, my my dad, you know, lives in Cincinnati, and he came down to um, to to Neyland Stadium to watch a game, and he says that uh, that they were the most nicest, loyal, you know, polite, respectful fans that, that he's ever met. I mean, he's never tell, you know, he's obviously a Georgia fan had on his Georgia stuff and they were begging him to tailgate and have fun and, and, and all that other kinds, you know, and so you are, you're going to have those fans that are going to do, you know, terrible things. And then of course uh, you, you know, you'll have people media, they'll go and they'll take and run with it. And it's, you know, one, two people, three, four people that make an entire, you know, uh, a team and a group of fans look bad. And and that was not necessarily, that was not necessarily the case. Yeah. I mean, look, I understand, you know, watching that game, right. Watching what I did. I understand that the call at the time, you know what I mean? Like I understand the frustration, do it in a different way. Right. Like there's no reason because you're, you're not only, you, you know, you're showing one thing, but you're also endangering people out there that don't deserve to, to be in danger. You put people in danger when you throw golf balls, 
and you throw must and water bottles, especially if you're up top, that could definitely hurt somebody. So, you know, it's really low to, to see that. And it, it should be it's inexcusable at any level. I don't care what it is. But, you know, like I said, you know, the good Tennessee fans, I hate, you know, I don't like Tennessee. I don't care for them. But you, but like you said, they are some of the most loyal fans, to, you know, and, and, you know, I feel like they deserve better than that. Uh, so for me, I'm not going to let that trash gate kind of skew my vision of what Tennessee is because Tennessee is actually doing fairly well this season. And we'll talk about that later when we go to play them. But they can actually move the ball um, you know, on offense, right, especially if Hendon Hooker is there. You know, their defense isn't as bad considering the the amount of the exodus that you could call uh, when Hypo was in and, the, and everybody left. Right. They're doing actually not too bad. They're on the verge of a bowl game here by year end, things like that. Right. Uh, and Jay here also wants to say this. He said golf balls are a little extreme. Who brings a damn golf ball into a stadium? Well, who, who brings a bottle of mustard? <laughs> you know, Where did you get so, it? Like, yeah, did, it, did you rush? Did you like bum rush? Like, I, I feel like I could vision the mob, right? Like some Tennessee mobs in their checkered uh, overalls. Like, give me the mustard. Give me the mustard. Right, and just, right, right. I need to throw it. Like, I'm surprised you didn't see ketchup and relish too, you know? <laughs> or actual food, right? I'm surprised you didn't see an actual hot dog. You know? Yeah, yeah. McDo- yeah, yeah. You know, maybe McDonald's McChicken or something. <laughs> but no, I mean, enough joking aside here. Honestly, like I said, it's it's really you know it's really bad to see uh, you know people do that right and and like I said it shouldn't happen anywhere you know everybody looks at Bottlegate from Cleveland right uh, oh yeah, I had a friend yeah that was yeah. actually there uh, and said it was chaotic and it, it, honestly looking at it it's scary because if I have my son and I wanted to take him to a game you know I, I have to really second guess myself if that if I'm a Tennessee fan trying to do that right. If Georgia did it, I would definitely be second. I'd be questioning it because right. now you're 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 putting fear into me because because of my parental skills, right? My instincts just start popping off. Right, right, right. But, it, but it goes right. farther than even that. It, what are you What are you showing to recruits? You had Walter Nolan, the number two guy in the country, at your game, and you throw everything you can. Except the kitchen sink. I'm surprised you didn't say kitchen sink on the field. <laughs> and if his parents are there and his family's there, why would they want him to go to Tennessee now? Right, like, right. So you're absolutely I right. understand you're pissed off. I get it. But look at the ramifications that you've posed now to not only, you know, to recruits, which you want your team to do better. That's how you get them. You get there and bring them in, show them the great environment, right? Show them the good things. Great game. That right there just overshadowed everything. It's not even close. Yeah. And, and Jay yeah. Scheiss thinks that the mustard bottle held liquor. I feel like I just don't want mustard. I want. I don't want a mustard-based liquor. You know. I, I, no, I don't think that sounds good. <laughs> but he's probably right. It probably had some liquor in it. You know. And right. then, you know, look, the two hundred fifty thousand dollar fine. People are saying that that's not enough. And financially, with way, with how things are there right now, I think that's a lot of money. But you know, bringing and and doing investigations and trying to get people banned from the stadium, things like that. Like, you know, maybe in the offseason, I have a feeling there's going to be uh, some, I guess you could say some analysis to try to figure out a way to properly, you know, kind of keep these people safe, you know, just in case something like this ever happens again. Right, right. So, you know, I I think you see measures being taken in the offseason, whether it be, you know, cutting off alcohol sales, 
which scares everybody in Tennessee probably. Yeah. Um, you know, because that that hurts the stadium even more because they're taking that revenue. You took you cut a revenue source off right there. That that hit the pockets. That's how you make it work. Yeah. But um, but look, you know, the people that understand, like, you know, looking outside of that, great game. It was a great game. It was actually better defense than I was expecting from both teams, honestly. Um, look, Milton needed to throw that football. I understand the, you know, nerves and everything, but you got to throw that football. Yeah. Just, but we ain't gonna talk too much about that. We'll talk Tennessee when we get ready for Tennessee week. Um, you know, but I definitely wanted to bring that up. And, and listen, any Tennessee fans listening, look, go back and listen to what I just said. I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna throw a jab about it, right? You're gonna hear me throw jabs, but it's all in good fun. And I'm not gonna hold it against you because I know there's actually good fans. And look, and there's a majority of them that are good fans, not the, not the shitty ones you saw Saturday. That's all I'm gonna say there. Yeah, I like Jay. Jay, Jay, oh, Jay. the person that threw the golf ball. <laughs> Accuracy has been missing in Tennessee's QB room. <laughs> that is classic. That is but it's so it's so accurate. Yeah. It, it hurts no pun, so no bad. Pun hurts no, so pun in, no pun intended. No pun intended. No, I think he meant that. I think it was some pun behind it too. No, no, I'm talking about you when you were like, he's so accurate. <laughs> oh yes, 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 yes. I didn't even think about that, but thank you. No, yes, Jay, thank you. That might be the comment of the day right there. That might yeah, be the comment yeah, of the day. For sure, for sure. Yeah. I'm a, Hold on, I got to post that up. There we go, guys. We're going to yeah. leave that one hanging for a little bit. <laughs> I want y'all to read that if you're watching. I'm just going to leave it there. Oh, That's my great. God, trip with Top Golf, Guys, if y'all are going to put comments like this, just keep them coming so I can read yeah. these. I, I, look, I'll, I'll gladly take a session and a moment to laugh at some of these. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Um, you know, look, you obviously won uh, Georgia on a bye week. Um, you know, first half of the season, what is your favorite or what is your key takeaway for the first seven games? Uh, you know, key takeaways or would you, you know, or a surprise, what surprised you the most? Um, the, the, the surprise is, is Georgia just not letting off the gas and, and, and them beating teams, um, like they're supposed to, um, and, and, and Georgia starting to, to act like a championship squad. Um, and, and, and this is what's been missing for for a number of years. And, you know, obviously nothing against Mark Richt and, you know, in, in, in Kirby's first years. But it was, you know, let, let's just, you know, get here and play that gentleman's, you know, game of, of, of um, you know, football. But now it, it's one of those things that you sit there and you look at the molds of the LSUs and Clemsons and, 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 and the Alabamas. And they just completely dominated teams each and every week, and they acted like champions. And so, finally, the surprise to me is 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 one thing. You know, we have hopes and dreams for the you know for the season, and you know, so sick of hearing you know this is our year, this is our year. But then they just don't act like it. They're acting like it this year, and it's a, just a different different vibe. It's a different Georgia football team. I like it, and I'll tell you mine here because. My, my biggest surprise was three game days in one season. Because before the season, looking back on it now, I was absolutely wrong. Absolutely wrong. Couldn't be, couldn't be farther from wrong. Couldn't be more wrong. I was expecting our, our home schedule to be absolute dog shit. In all yeah. honesty. Because you, I knew Arkansas was going to be better. right? I knew they were going to be better, but you still didn't see anything close to what they did. You know, Auburn's going to be tough because he's Jordan Hare. 
Kentucky, I knew they were going to be tough, but I didn't see them being ranked as high as they were. The fact that you have three game days, and I wouldn't put it past game day goes to uh, the cocktail party. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, no. If, if no, Florida no. Florida's down too bad. I wouldn't yeah, say yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. If Florida was even halfway decent, I could see that. But, yeah, they're, 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 they're bad. So we that might be the last one we see at, at, in Athens or whatever for the year. But I was really caught off guard with how well our schedule actually turned out to be because the games that I knew were going to be tough, like your your Kentucky game just played physical. I did not expect it to have game day and, and you know, things like that. So my biggest surprise was three game days instead of one because I knew everybody knew Clemson and Georgia, right, at the time. You know, not Everybody knew that, but nobody expected to see, you know, Arkansas, Georgia, Arkansas at a noon at that. Nobody saw that coming, in my opinion, yeah. until Arkansas beat Texas and then A&M. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't see it until then. I was like, oh, shit, we actually. Oh, OK, OK. Yeah. And yeah. then and, and I think a second one, though, I'll, I'll run a second one by you. the level of defensive domination. I knew our defense was going to be good. I did not think it was going to be that good. And if we continue the same way that we did our first seven games, I don't see nobody even in the championship game getting more than 14, 15 on us. Definitely nope. more anything over 20, nothing over 20. It's, it, just, it, it's, just how elite it is, right? Like yeah. if things hold – if I, like I said, all things staying constant. I don't see anybody throwing up 21 or more. No, I, I, I'm interested to see. And if you have a the, the way that Texas A&M dominated Alabama's offensive line and just their offensive, I mean, uh, I, I would love to see that matchup. But I, I don't know if Alabama's going to get there. Alabama still has Arkansas. They still have Auburn. So there's a good chance that they that they may not get there. So um, it, it'll be interesting uh, to, to to see that. I don't see any of the other teams doing very well, you know, in, in that, in that championship series, you know, you've got um, Cincinnati who, you know, I, I don't see them faring very well against, you know, it'll Cincinnati will be facing a different ball club than they did last year. Trust me on that. And then, yep. you know, uh, uh, other teams, you know, the Michigans and the Ohio States, I just don't, I just don't see it. I really don't. Yep. Uh, my, my other surprise, though, my, my surprise really was, you know, just really, you know, I, I was expecting a lot out of JT Daniels and he just has not been there. But the other surprise is this the maturity um, of, of Stetson Bennett in one year. Um, you know, he went from, you know, just going in there being a fill in to he now has the I'm the guy mentality like I'm the guy. And so for him to play as well as he did against uh, Arkansas, as well as he did against Auburn, as well as he did against Kentucky, was awesome. I mean, it, it really was – it was great. And he plays like he's the guy. Um, and, and so it's uh, – you know, you know when they say what a dear uh, – sorry, what a year – a difference a year makes, um, you can clearly see the type of quarterback and the type of leader – that he is. And, you know, and we do have a little bit of a quarterback controversy because it's almost kind of hard to unseat him right now. If, you know, if, if we're being honest. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I, I'm still under the notion that it's JT's team, but you can't go without saying that there is somewhat, right. I tried to avoid it. I, I know in my opinion, I still don't think there is, but I can 
for what I'm seeing right now with the efficiency that Georgia's been going through seven games and every day, every game uh, that Stetson has played, I, I I'm starting to really understand the logic for somebody to think that there is a controversy there. Uh, it's it's just unavoidable at this point. And look, Stetson has played great football. One of the main things that he's done has protected the football. And yeah. you look at games last year. You know, everybody wants to put everybody wants to put this Bama game as this as what uh, Stetson is. Stetson is a completely different ball player this year. And, and watch the tape. Watch the games. Go back and watch. You don't see him making the now. You you. I guess you could say I've seen him. For the most part, to me, he's been protecting the ball a lot better. And he also hasn't had that much of, you know, weight on his shoulders because of the balance, right? Mm -hmm. We have weapons that are ready to go and can make plays. All he's got to do is just get it there. You know, you look at the run game and the run and blocking ability, right? Your The ability to sit there and just run the ball. It turns you into a game manager, but he's more than a game manager. But he also has the athletic ability to make plays there as well. And yep. to me, there's I wouldn't say a night and day difference, but you can definitely see a significant improvement from where we were last year with Stetson Bennett. So, agreed. Definitely agreed on that. With that being said, we're going to wrap it up and get ready for our Q&A one. I know we'll probably do a little bit of that. Uh, but look, everybody, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, if you're watching, like, subscribe, uh, ring the bell if you're on uh, YouTube, get notifications when we go live here. Uh, wherever you get your podcast, you can listen in, tune in. Uh, look, I want to have everybody have a great day. Georgia is just heating up and staying hot as hell on the recruiting trail. And I wouldn't be surprised if we have something coming on tomorrow, Juan, and talking about somebody else committing. You never know with how Kirby's doing right now. That's true. Uh, That's true. With that being said, have a great day and go dogs. Go dogs. This is the DGD podcast. Go dogs.